Let us turn now to the New Testament, to the letter to the Hebrews, and hear the word of God coming to us from chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, and chapter 2, verses 5 through 13. Hear the word of God. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets, But in these last days he has spoken to us by a son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom he also created the worlds. He is the reflection of God's glory and the exact imprint of God's very being. And he sustains all things by his powerful word. When he had made purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much superior to angels as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. Now God did not subject the coming world about which we are speaking to angels, but someone has testified somewhere, what are human beings that you are mindful of them or mortals that you care for them? You have made them for a little while lower than the angels. You have crowned them with glory and honor, subjecting all things under their feet. Now in subjecting all things to them, God left nothing outside their control. As it is, we do not yet see everything in subjection to them, but we do see Jesus who for a little while was made lower than the angels, now crowned with glory and honor because of suffering and death, so that by the grace of God he might taste death for everyone. It was fitting that God, for whom and through whom all things exist, in bringing many children to glory, should make the pioneer of their salvation perfect through sufferings, For the one who sanctifies and those who are sanctified all have one God, one Father. For this reason, Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers and sisters, saying, I will proclaim your name to my brothers and sisters. In the midst of the congregation, I will praise you. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, Here am I and the children whom God has given me. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Conflict and division, I'm sick of it. COVID safety precautions, I get them, but can't wait until they cease. Seeing life summed up in winning versus losing, success or failure, us or them, developed and developing world, all this produces a negative equation and only apocalyptic scenarios. Not being fully at home, I am still in the wilderness. You? Our our spiritual ancestors, the Hebrew people, wandered in the wilderness for years. Jesus heard God in the wilderness, and Jesus came away ready. 
We are not alone in this wilderness time. God is with us as before. It's just hard to feel it sometimes. Yet Jesus is our hope. I believe that Jesus is the Christ, the imprint of the very being of God, as written in the letter to the Hebrews, and that he has the power to change my life and the whole world. I stand on the shoulders of the early Christian writer of this letter, this writer whose witness in his time and to us would not exist if it were not for those disciples commissioned by the risen Jesus on that mountaintop in Galilee, disciples commissioned to go to the ends of the earth bearing the good news of God in Jesus Christ. On this World Communion Sunday, 2021, I stand fast in the belief that God has brought us to the mountaintop with the disciples, and that in Jesus, God sends us forth to share and to be in our own bodies and lives the good news. Jesus is not waiting for division, for conflict, for violence, for COVID to be over. Jesus knows our reality for what it is, and it is our reality lived within the cradle of God's arms. Jesus is our hope. He has walked with us in the valley. He has experienced suffering and death. Jesus walks with us in our reality now in all its confounding and difficult facets amidst what we like and what we don't like and what we wish were not so. He knows our refusal to be and see the we of our common humanity, our inability to see the imprint of God in which we all, all God's people are made. Today, we celebrate communion with Christians worldwide amidst a global pandemic that we thought would have been over, yet still goes on, a pandemic that touches every human being. World communion through the elements of bread and cup Christ's bread of life and cup of salvation given for us all and all humanity without reservation. No fence around this sacred table. And Christ's meal shared across every human fence, subtly breaking each one down. Whether bread and grape juice, wafers and wine, tortillas and grapes, flatbread and a flask, intinction or kit or communion served and passed, in Christ's feast, every people become God's people. We are offered that vision today. The welcome table, Christ's table, 
worldwide communion, we are invited by Christ's gracious self-giving invitation, but we must show up. We receive the bread of life and become ourselves Christ's broken body. We are fed by him to become like him. Right here, right now, God calls us to live fully in the gift of living in this present moment. Not keeping life and reality and the world at arm's length, waiting for life and the world to change, but instead to become the Christ-shaped change we hope to see. While we may have little communion kits today to receive Christ's feast, and we do so in distanced fashion, whether here or at home, friends, we are not isolated. Go, says Jesus to his disciples at the end of Matthew. Share, be God's good news. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. We are commissioned on the mountaintop and at this table. It is our discipleship, our walk with Christ, that makes all the difference. Not what we look like or where we were born. So come to Christ's feast today to see him, to see and know yourself, and to see all the people of the world with new eyes. For Christ is our host. Wherever we are, whomever we are, this is Christ's welcome table where strangers become friends, enemies become neighbors, and the outcast is always included. While this communion table has dimensions here, I invite you to see it now through the eyes of our host. For as the hymn sings forth rejoicing, in Christ there is no east nor west, no north, no south, but one great fellowship of love across the whole wide earth. Yes, Marcia, what does love require? I lived in New York City in the 1980s, first going to seminary and then serving a church there during the AIDS crisis. Did we share communion with all who heard Christ's welcome to feast at his table and to be sustained with his life? Did we share communion with those whose bodies were wasting away or did we treat them as first world lepers? We were all scared and rightly so, but I believe Christ was present and moving among us for we and Christians the world over found the way to share his communion 
with all our neighbors. Often when we travel as Christians to other countries, often when we go on mission trips, we experience the Lord's Supper in different ways. Yet as we gather at Christ's welcome table, strangers become friends. I experienced this on an intercultural dialogue trip to Cuernavaca, Mexico, when we joined a congregation under a thatched roof in an open-air Catholic church. And there I saw Christ, our Lord, as host, and my Mexican siblings as family. I invite you to think about places and ways you have experienced worldwide communion in Christ. And if you have not experienced it yet, be open to God calling you to do so. It will change your life. Unit 2, Death Row at Riverbend, one of Tennessee's maximum security prisons, brought me another foretaste of God's transformational kingdom at work. There I sat in Unit 2 for Bible study with four inmates of varying ages. Together we listened for God's living word in Scripture. We opened our lives to one another, and we felt the presence of Jesus as we shared his holy meal. We broke bread together. We shared the cup together. We knew Jesus' life given for us all. These men witnessed to me, and just as Jesus served each of us beyond our deserving, we served each other in his name. Nothing makes you feel more powerfully alive than the communion of the Lord, experienced with refreshed eyes and renewed hearts. I received that gift that day. What are human beings that you are mindful of them, or mortals that you care for them, quotes that early Christian writer of the letter to the Hebrews in conversation with God. The writer goes on to say, by the grace of God, Jesus has tasted suffering and death for everyone. Everyone. On both sides of the prison door, on both sides of our constructed fences, Jesus calls them all, us all, brothers and sisters. Further, says this believer, God made our Savior perfect. God made him whole through that which breaks human bodies and souls. And he does this by taking all that breaks us unto himself upon the cross. Christ knows our pain in his pain, our suffering in his, our anguish in his. He has tasted the painful reality of human life, not just mine and yours, but of all human lives, of our global life. And he has set us free and made us reconciled and whole. And so, as Paul affirms, 
There is nothing in life or in death that can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Communion is group forgiveness in a single cup. It signals God's intention for human lives, for for who humanity should be. While some of us are worshiping via live stream right now, while some of us are here in the sanctuary and some will worship later through the recording, we all share one loaf, one cup, one Christ who is in all, above all, through all, saving all. With God in Christ, we are one body at one table. His. So, friends, this welcome table for me is filled with the presence of Christians from all over the world today. I invite you too to see them here. This welcome table today is filled with the presence of men on Unit 2, Death Row at Riverbend. It is filled with Christians in life-threatening parts of the world who are living in secret and yet are living in hope. This welcome table is filled with everybody who trusts in Christ. Everybody. And Christ greets us at his table today. He nourishes us with his truth who also meets you at his table this day. We are all equals here at his table. So look into the eyes of the people around you at this feast. See the imprint of God. Feel your hunger and your thirst. Be filled by Jesus and go forth to share and be his good news disciples. Come now, for in Christ all is ready. Amen.